Welcome to Serviced Accommodation Secrets with me, Sally Kemba. This is the podcast where you get the on the ground experience that we're living and breathing with our serviced accommodation units. So you get to share our hacks and tips, our mistakes, so you can learn from those and thrive on our success. Hi there, it's Sally here with Service Accommodation Secrets. And this time it's all about sharing what I learned at a money round table at Progressive Towers with the one and only Rob Moore and Jamie York um, at the beginning of the year, so um, just at the very end of January. And I re- have written a report on this, but I thought I'd share the content on my podcast as well because it was really interesting to hear so much about um, financial aspect of your business and a lot of it really applies strongly of course um, as it's about business to SA businesses so that's our focus so SA businesses are businesses like any other a trading business where we're supplying a service and we need all of the aspects of business to be in place um, and we need a vision for our business so I'll go a bit more into that but first of all um, there was a Q&A with Rob Moore initially and that was really fascinating all to do with money and a few questions that came out so I'm just going to go through some of those and then we'll go into Jamie's business part and how it applies to you and then come back with some content marketing because basically the guys were saying if you have good marketing you will never go hungry a day in your life so if you market your essay business really well then you'll never go hungry so I thought that was really interesting so the first bit is all about um when do you pay yourself or how do you pay yourself if you have an essay business um and one of the guys asked this so Rob Moore suggested actually that you don't necessarily just have a fixed salary and sometimes you know when you're starting up there's a bit of a lack of cash flow and funds but actually it's really important to pay yourself because otherwise you don't reward yourself so he said pay yourself when your business does well and that means you'll be incentivized to keep earning more for the business and you know for paying your staff and your team and everything and the other thing you can do as well as increasing your revenue you can also look at ways to save money so in the job description for the guys at progressive he always has an aspect of saving money um and making money so one or the other so some people are in sales so they'd be making money and some people are in finance and so they'll be looking to save money but both are really key he said to make your business really effective so you know because if everybody just spent wildly no matter how much the sales team made then obviously it would just slip through their fingers so it's important both sides which is perhaps not something we considered before so we can translate that to our own businesses and um, one thing that is a good habit to do is to take some of your profit um, uh, well sorry some of your revenue so one percent of your revenue and put it in a separate account that is your profit account so 1% might not sound very much, but it can accumulate really well. So that's a really good habit to get into as well. As well as, you know, um, providing an awesome service for your guests, but also looking at ways of being more cost effective. So having the same kind of amazing linen, but from a different supplier. So we're potentially looking at that. And, you know, you'll meet people at different events and things who are um, good at finding good suppliers. So we're doing that at the moment, funnily enough. And he also said that, um, you know, if you have that in your job job description for your team, they'll be incentivized to um, either make money or save money. And it's part of your ethos. And he also said um, that nobody is self-made and don't try and do everything completely on your own so even if you have just you mostly running your business you're going to have other people you rely on so you'll have housekeeping or maintenance staff you know cleaners you'll have a landlord so you're working in a group but 
interestingly, he said, even if you're just working yourself, um, I think it's Robin Sharma, yeah, said that we each can only really do five good hours of solid work a day. So even if you get up, you know, really, really early, like 5am and work till midnight or something like that with like meals between, hopefully, or maybe not, don't know, depends how pressured you are you're still likely to only have five hours good work in you because we lose our concentration, our bodies need fuel, we need water, all these kinds of things. Um, and if you do that on a consistent basis, those extremely long hours, you burn out anyway. But um, so he's saying that if you leverage and outsource these different tasks that need doing, then the ones that you particularly don't like or aren't any good at in particular, then um, he said, if you find 10 people to work with you, that's 10 times five hours every day. So that's 50 hours a day suddenly. And um, he's got a staff of 85 people, but he does, he was slightly late that day because he said he gets involved in things slightly too much sometimes. And I can relate to that as an essay operator. If I go to the properties, um, I tend to get asked stuff and get involved um which is not always bad but you know if you've got other stuff to do it doesn't manage your time very well but essentially he's saying if you work as a team work with other people get them involved even if it's friends family and so forth at the beginning then it would be um perhaps a va perhaps um you know later on a team in you know on pay as you earn, um, permanent team later, depends how you want to work, you might have contract people, but you won't be doing it on your own, because if you do it on your own, there's a finite limit to how your business will grow. And he said, you know, another thing is as an entrepreneur, you can get addicted to work. So he said, you really need systems and processes to make the business run, because otherwise, we all know, we end up with a job that's worse than the supposed nine to five job you had before and why you started doing SA to get out of because you end up doing too much. So um, he also said we're taught to, you know, work really hard and and grind away. But actually, if you try and do it all, it just won't work and you won't be able to actually expand. So the next thing he was asked about was the pillars of wealth. And he said he didn't look at it so much as pillars, but more as a triangle. And so he had lowest risk things at the bottom. And that would be um, things like gold and ices, you know, quite illiquid um, assets. And then going up through medium risk assets, um, property being one of the medium risk. And then going up to businesses, um, your own business um, would be higher risk same as if you invested in a single stock or forex something like that that's a bit higher risk as well and he has his greatest percentage excuse me he has his greatest percentage of wealth in the property arena so at the very top of the triangle is um your, your brand and your time. So he said, although, you know, as we talked about exchanging time for money, working all hours isn't lucrative. Once you've got your brand established, so like he can go and do a keynote speech for, you know, quite a lot of thousands of pounds. Initially, you can't do that. But once you've built yourself up, built up your business, built up your name and your brand, then you can do that. And actually, it's lucrative for you to exchange your time for money at the top when your brand is well known. So that was really fascinating to look at. The lower risk things tend to be a liquid moving up through to property and then up through your business, things like investing, um, the stock market and then up to your brand. So that was good. So he said have something in all those areas. The next thing was all about how you manage your emotions um, when going from debt to wealth. So um, Rob tells a story how he was £50,000 in debt on credit cards and he was an artist and it wasn't going very well. And then he met um, Mark Homer and they became business partners and he proved his worth essentially and now they have progressive which is property and also the other arms of 
of the business too so the entrepreneurial side and so it's really interesting how going from debt he's now gone to having you know millions of pounds um personally but also coming in really successful business and um so it's quite a big change isn't it and he said actually the three most important things in his view are taking responsibility um taking ownership and t- and being accountable through successful mentors so looking at people who are you know a bit ahead of you and they're successful and they can make sure that you do the things you need to do but what he means by the taking responsibility angle and taking ownership is that if you blame other people or circumstances for how you find yourself if you're not in good circumstances at that time Instead of just blaming other people, saying it's their fault, own what is happening to you. Um, Start managing money well, he said, and then this will start things changing. And you actually start receiving more money and things will improve. Because all the time you're blaming other people, you know, it's not going to change. You have to change yourself and do something about it yourself. So that was really fascinating. And um, somebody else also asked him about how um, he is bringing up his kids in terms of their um, attitude to money and everything. And he's, you know, going to give them a really good grounding in it and not just give them everything on a silver spoon. Because obviously, if you're just given things, you don't really have the same sort of goals and striving for those things as you would coming up from nothing so in a way um, you could say people are blessed you come from nothing because that's what makes you driven perhaps but also to discover what your passion is and what you really want to do and be grateful for it and serving other people so I'm sure he's imbuing his kids with his wife with all those values and the next stage of the day was actually all about business um, with Jamie York so Jamie has um, great success in deal packaging and other businesses. He has gyms and things like that. So he is one of the trainers at Progressive who teaches um, about business planning, business blueprint, and does quite a lot of mentoring and training in their inner circle as well. So he took us through different aspects of business planning, um, structure, metrics, sales, and marketing. And all these things are actually key to service accommodation operators as well. So the first thing he said that is most important is to work out your vision for your business and to share that with your clients and customers. So he said that he didn't used to do this. And when he started doing it, some of his clients, they kind of walked away. Um, but then the ones he had who, you know, bought into those or, or liked them, aligned with them, became more loyal. So it's actually better to be congruent and have people working with you who align with what you believe in and they'll stay with you. Because if you're kind of on the fence and you're maybe trying to please people or, or keep people who perhaps aren't aligned with you then I guess that's shaky ground so he said you know it's really important that people love what you do and if you share it then they experience that congruence and stay with you Um, and he said the next thing you could spend six months working out your vision your mission and your legacy and you know to really decide what you really love doing and blending that he says with what the world needs so that's your product you come up with so you find your vocation that way um and i guess if you know where you're going and the impact it's going to have that means you really have a good plan together whereas if you don't have that in the beginning that's why he says it's worth spending six months doing that then you know you just don't know where you're going it'd be like going on a journey without um knowing your destination so all the map reading you do you still don't know where you're going so you need to know your destination and so he also said 
there are two types of entrepreneur. So there's a lifestyle entrepreneur, but also an empire entrepreneur. And they both have a similar amount of work to do, but you have a different agenda. So what did he mean by that? He basically meant if it's a lifestyle, then it's the kind of life you want to lead um, with the performance of your business. And that allows you the freedom and the choice to do that. Whereas if you're an empire entrepreneur, then it's the legacy you're leaving. It's what difference you're making. And so that's a really good thing to decide as well. And um, he also said that you absolutely must have a business plan. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And known as an action plan. And Rob and Mark have one that they were mentored with James Kahn. Um, and he called it his action plan. So it's like, what do you want and how do you get there? That's the question to ask, he said. So um, you can get connected to what you can control. And basically you need to then work backwards from where you want to go. So the end in mind to what you then do on a daily basis. And he said, if you don't invest the time um, getting systems and processes up and running, then essentially you're always going to be hitting a 50 grand a year annual revenue limit, which was an interesting thing. I mean, actually in SA, you might find it slightly higher than that because by the nature of our businesses, you know, you need a certain amount of um, stays and occupancy and, and revenue from those stays in order to, you know, have your business running. So, um, you know, our um, turnover is um, in the region of 150,000, but a year. So we do have systems though, having said that. So, <laughs> but if you start off with one unit, then potentially that could happen because like Rob said, you know, you're always going to be working and doing it all yourself unless you um, leverage your skills and time of others who may be better at doing it anyway, but certainly you have to work in a team. But he said you absolutely have to have your um, system set up. And he said, have job descriptions for all of your people in your business um, and all of the roles that you will have um, going on in your business. And I think that's so valuable, very transferable to SA. So we have all the different parts and all the different roles that need to be fulfilled. And you will be doing all of those at the beginning. But then as time goes on, you'll have people doing that for you. So like we have a VA who does an awful lot of our admin. And because it's systemized, there's quite a lot of bits to do and get done. Some of it's automatic. But it means that I don't have to constantly be drawn back to doing admin, which is something I'm not very good at and don't like personally. Um, and he said, at the very least, um, get a bookkeeper. So don't try and do absolutely everything, even early on. And most people who um, get a VA or systemize and, and get other people on board say they wish they'd done it sooner. And we're probably the same. And, and should probably start getting another VA now as well, because obviously VA doesn't work 24-7. So, you know, it's a good point to that. And for each person, don't try and get them to do too much. He said that when he first had his um, personal assistant, he gave her so many things to do. And so they should each have a maximum of seven key result areas in their role, but averagely three to five and then so that's their main tasks their main roles but then for each of these key result areas you will have kpis so um key point indicators is how is that actually working are they actually doing what they need to do is it working moving forward and the next thing he said is that being in business at the beginning is brutal so, you know, no one ever said it was going to be really easy, but certainly with SA is the case. And although you might need a lower startup than if you were buying a property, so lower than if you needed a deposit to buy a property, you do still need um, your rent and your um, usually um, six weeks deposit potentially or whatever way you work out deposits with your landlords or you may negotiate not to do that. You may have a month's free rent. You may have no deposit 
um, we actually had 1.2 um, of a month's deposit and a month free. Um, so in the beginning, you know, you can have these things that you negotiate that make it a bit easier to start off. But he said it's always really hard in the beginning because of the investment investment you have to make in the startup. And you're going to have to have done training, personal development to keep you going and to keep your skills up to date. And, you know, always things change. So you have to make sure you know what's going on in your area of business. Same with SA. There's always changes going on. And we did training in the very beginning. And um, I remember one of our cleaning team, a really intelligent lady, actually, um, said to me, well, you actually do training for this? And it's like, yes, <laughs> because there's so many parts to it where you can run your business more effectively and so much knowledge you can use if you've been trained that you just wouldn't have a clue about if you hadn't so it's really important to do that and also masterminding we did with progressive and i've done different mentorships since then in terms of systems um with um, matt and david um some matt ward david dyack who do the um VA onboarding and, and a lot of systemizing we learned from them but also almost at the same time we were doing systems for outsourcing with Steve Day and Kevin Britton and we did that for a year and that really helped because systemization isn't something that comes naturally to me it does come naturally to my husband but he's you know didn't know all the different apps and things so learning what's possible with all the technology and how to apply it's really valuable Anyway, slightly digressed there, but one of the things Jamie said that was really interesting is that until he's actually implemented the skills he's learned on a training course or a personal development course, he doesn't invest in any more. Um, so he makes sure he actually does it. So how many people watching this or listening to this have actually done a training course and never done anything with it? Now, it can be that you do a training course to find out what something's like and discover you don't actually like it and why were you doing it? Um, you know, so it's just a bit, a bit of a bad idea um, as it turned out. But you didn't know that until you did the training. So that can be one thing that happens that means you don't implement something. But I think um, my um, mentor and colleague Dylan Denitra says a lot of us have half-built houses of things we started to learn but then left. And so I think with SA, um, one of the things with the podcast I really like to do and with training that I'm doing, masterminding now, is to help people really follow through because you can meet resistance that's hard to get through on your own. So implementation is so important. And Jamie was saying that he actually invests 10% of his money in education in his business. And one of his mentors costs, um, I think, three quarters of a million a year. And um, that mentor asked him um, what his aim was for his business. And it was a quarter of a million a month. And his mentor said, is that all? <laughs> and that us Brits, because we're in the UK, I'm in the UK, um, tend to think small. But actually, for a deal packaging business that was, um, that would make him the biggest in the UK. So it's pretty good going. And remember, Jamie said, there's always somebody ahead of you. There's always somebody behind you. And so there's going to be people who inspire you and mentor you and teach you. And you can see them as an example and share, you know, in their success and congratulate them in that. But there'll also be people behind you who you can share stuff with and learn they can learn from you. So, you know, even if you're at the beginning of your journey, they're going to be people who haven't actually started and they see you starting and what you're doing in SA and think, oh, wow, I could do that too. So you can inspire people behind you. So Jamie said, create a knowledge vault of everything that you learn and then you can refer to it, which is one brilliant thing because, you know, who's gone on a course, you've got your A4 pad or you've got your laptop open or your Mac doing all your notes, save it. Do you ever look at it again? Well, make sure you do look at it again and then you can use it as a knowledge base in your business and then use it to train other people and help other people for, move forward as well, which is really valuable. 
So going on to the next thing, he was saying, Jamie, this is that sales and marketing are absolutely key to the success of your business. Um, and marketing, he said, is what brings people to your shop, if you like, in the first place. And the sale is actually the transaction. So when people actually buy. And sometimes, especially in the UK, perhaps selling has a bad kind of feeling and um, we think of used car salesmen we think of double glazing salesmen perhaps we don't like the hard sell um but you don't need to have a hard sell actually you can just share what you're doing and if people want to do well then they'll learn from you and you can do a certain amount for free which i'll go into a bit later because that was something rob talked about but there comes a time when if you're spending a lot of time doing it you can't really do it for free because you won't be able to eat, feed your family, that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, you need to be rewarded for your time. So uh, Jamie actually said um, it's really important to learn how to sell. And if you don't, it's actually selfish because you will help people with your awesome service. So that's his view on it. And if you aren't good at selling, they'll go to somebody else who isn't actually as good as you. So you can think about that. If you don't present your essay unit properly or well enough or you don't market it well enough or you aren't good at communicating with people when you meet them at networking or you don't have good enough examples for them to want to stay, people might stay in a less good essay unit or Premier Inn or Travel Lodge or something like that. So you owe it to them, to your clients, to present to them what you're offering. I think there are other things about selling as well, which means actually you're helping people move forward. So, um, and giving them an example of what they can also do. So I think, yeah, there are different angles on selling, aren't there? And it depends what your ultimate goal is as well. So I think if you're selling a really good service and you're confident in it and you know you can deliver something fantastic, basically sell. It's your duty to, you know, if you're, you've got an amazing essay unit, make sure people know about it. Make sure it looks fantastic online. And so then we get into a sort of more... Um, detailed analysis which is something I think you'd have to do Jamie's training um, to find out all about but essentially he did this very interesting diagram about knowing how many leads you need to have in order to hit your target for your business so for example one million in three years he he showed us how you could work that out so starting with a lead magnet so say if you had a book you were selling or it might be something that's, I don't know, smaller, PDFs, something like that. You know, if it's something with a, a low cost, he gave examples of, you know, how your lead magnet could be a certain thing and what that would then um, go on to um, in the progression of your product staircase. So how much would that cost and structure from that to your higher value product? So you might have uh, a book and then you might have a one day event. Um, you might then have a core event. So he said, basically, that's another thing. Everybody who's in business should be doing events. Um, even if it's, um, if you're in property, you could take people on tours to show them what you do, whether it's investors, like in his case, or perhaps training people. So there's another thing. But he showed us how to work out from the prices of your various items in your product staircase, how much your marketing budget would have to be, because how many leads you need in order to make that business scale up to one million in three years. So that's something really valuable and you can actually just work it out. And he obviously has the eye to work out what is um, you know, going to be a great product in your business and the things that you are good at. So um, perhaps good to get some help to work out what that is. But certainly he showed it was completely doable to do that, even starting out with selling a book for £5 or even £8. And uh, yeah, you could actually achieve that. So that's really interesting. 
But the next thing is building your brand. So how do you actually get people to buy from you? And they actually need to know, like, and trust you, he said, before they buy from you. And that links in really to what we talked about earlier, which is your values. So if you share your values and people know what your values are, they're more likely to trust you and get to like what you're doing and get quite excited about it, actually. They're people I'm working with. I think wow that's just amazing it's just really exciting and so it's a journey it's not just like dull work business it's like wow I'm doing this and you know like in your SA business you can work with fantastic people you can go and meet them you can have a great time at events and you can have guests staying there who have an amazing time so we just had some leisure guests which is probably our weakest area so our leisure um, guest avatar kind of developing and we just had a giveaway that we did with Mark from Boosley and the guests stayed um for two nights free of charge because they won the giveaway but it was brilliant because it really built up the lights on our business page and sure enough the guests loved the apartment so brought a partner and son and they had a fantastic time shared on social media it's brilliant so it's all part of building what we're doing and so other leisure guests are like, oh, it's not just for business people. You can have a good time with your family there. So, you know, it's you've got different parts of your business and you're building your whole brand all the time. And people will remember, he said, not just what you sold them and how good it was, but how it made them feel. So with SA, the feeling is huge. So, you know, the experience of being there is just fantastic, isn't it? If they have a good stay, if it um, ex- exceeds their expectations, so they arrive and think, oh, wow, this is even better than it looked online. That's just brilliant, isn't it? And so that's what you want to be doing, making people feel good, and then they're going to want to come back to you. And if they share that with other people, that's a brilliant thing as well, because that means that more people will want to have that experience as well. So if you've got an SA property, just one, and somebody loves it, then you get a solid booking, maybe a long booking, you can get another one, and so it goes on. So that's what we're looking to do, expand now that we've got so many um, longer term bookings, clients who love the experience. So that was essentially Jamie's part. So it was a bit more technical in business areas as well and structures of your business, but I won't go into all of that now. But essentially it was be congruent, think about how you make people feel with your product or your service and let them know you're there. And then we went back to Rob Moore um, about content marketing. And I thought I would talk about this because it's really relevant for service accommodation and service departments, because not only can you do digital marketing that's like paid ads, and so that's Google ads and Facebook ads and all that kind of thing, um, that honestly I don't really understand and need other people to help me with, which they are, luckily. But you can do your own content marketing. So from the point of view of an SA operator or, you know, having an SA business, um, managing properties for people, you can talk about those on any of the social media. So on LinkedIn, brilliant for professionals. You can have amazing pictures of the property, um, what it's like, what it's near, how it's amazingly furnished. It's brilliant if you're working. It's got fantastic broadband. You can take your gadgetry so it's home from home and you can log in and all of your, you know, Amazon Prime is exactly as you want it. You might have other gadgetry there that is um, same as you have at home. If you have Alexa, things like that. Um, amazing bathrooms, amazing um, transport links, really near where you work, all those kind of things. Scope to be near your colleagues. So whatever it is, rave about your property with amazing photos on social media so not just LinkedIn Instagram you can do as well as Facebook and Twitter you can do smaller you know amounts of text um, I don't know about TikTok yet but possibly um, so all of these um, have the scope for imagery which is brilliant for your professional photos of your essays and you can get other ones done with you with guests you know whoever is willing to be in your photos and have them on social media 
um, reviews, things like that. You know, you can post how people had a fabulous time. So we've shared um, about our giveaway and how that was so popular. Um, I only did that today, actually, so that needs to go on some of the other um, platforms as well. But Instagram is very visual, and you can also see who's following and follow up on there. There's a whole tech to marketing on Instagram. A lot of it is just sharing what you're doing and the brilliant experiences people are having who stay at your property. So that is free marketing. And from that, if people can get to your web page, they can actually just book and say that's a sale, that's a booking. And if they like the way you talk about things, they and your values come through what you're doing, they shine through, then that is all the better because that's your brand coming through as well. So basically what Rob said, because that was my bit, <laughs> was that I did actually ask him this question um, about content marketing is how much information to give away free. So that's more in a, a teaching capacity, I guess, um, training and masterminding. But he said he thinks you should always give a certain amount of information free um, because you're building goodwill in your community. And, you know, you may have things like this from your SA business. So you might need to um, show an agent round or a potential client round your property and things like that. You know, go that extra mile and show them what it's like. Um, you could potentially have um, social get-togethers and things like that and a bit like an open house as well and actually share that way. Obviously, these things will cost you money initially and um, so you wouldn't be earning from that, but it's all investing, speculative as it is, but it's investing in creating your brand and letting people know you're there. But in terms of content marketing, um, as I say, Rob said you should always give a certain amount for free, even when you've monetized the aspect of your business that we're talking about. So he does a lot of um, content to do with mindset, to do with entrepreneurship, to do with, well, as property, progressive property, and he's more sort of mindset angle, podcast, all this kind of thing, uh, money aspects, of course. So what you're doing then is providing great value and helping people which he loves to do and if you're in a you know privileged position that you've built admittedly but we're all privileged in many ways because we're in the first world we have internet we have food shelter and water and sanitation so we are um, privileged in that way but he really loves to help people and so, yeah, he said you're building goodwill in your community of people. So they're more likely to transact with you later as well. And they will build trust in you. So if they know, like, and trust with you, trust you, then they're going to transact with you. And some of the things he said about providing content. So this is, you know, if you're posting content about how fabulous your SA units are on any of the social media channels, um, then, you know, you might have a Facebook business page, you might have in, uh, Instagram, or you might have LinkedIn. Um, he said that few things that are really important. So first one is provide it consistently, even if it isn't all that brilliant, you'll get better. So it's a bit like his start now, get perfect later book. If you don't ever start or if you only post when you want something or like every blue moon, um, every six months, then that's no good. People aren't going to remember who you are or they're not going to get the value that you could offer if you do it once a week. So, for example, with my podcast, I do it once a week and I do a live as well. So I try and always do that. And sometimes I'll give longer um, amounts of content that are detailed and other times it will be a quick sort of 20 minute thing or 15 minutes even on location. It just depends what's going on, but I always want to be doing that. So if you're posting um, to get your business known, your SA units, do it regularly and then people think, oh, there's another one from them. And if you do anything unusual, you know, include that. So he said it's far better to post regular content than occasionally having a blitz. Um, because, it, yeah, he said it often does seem to be if people want to raise finance or get JV partners, then they'll do it. So just do it all the time. 
And he said, um, test which works out for you as well. So it may be that um, 8 a.m. is good for you, 8.30 um, p.m. He said that in the mornings, um, 8.30 is good for him. 8 a.m. and 9 a.m. are much quieter. So in terms of lives, this is and getting reach. Um, in the evening, 8 p.m. is good for him, 8.30. If you get too late, you don't get so much for where well, he doesn't. So he can really measure his reach. So um, measure how successful your reach is, you know, how many likes you're getting, how much engagement you're getting. And so you can see which gives you most interaction, um, which platform. So you can go into groups and do lives as well. So he's saying basically figure it out and test as you go. Um, so he said you can test a theme, do it in different places if it's alive. So he does it in the garage, in the bath, in bed. Straight after therapy session, he said, was really successful because people are really interested in that. And also the mental health aspect as well because we're all, you know, um, here on the planet. Some of us are much more positive and, and healthy with our mental health and, and others we really struggle you know different times so you know it just depends what's what's going on in people's lives so um that can be a real challenge and it has been a very taboo subject so he's found it's really popular and his content tends to be quite broad but he said for the purposes of all of us who were in the room who tend to have property businesses or other businesses he said 80% of the time make your content about your niche specifically don't go too wide because otherwise people will get confused um, so it may be that I talk about all different aspects of SA so service accommodation service apartments and then I might digress a bit into mindset for example or interview somebody um, or I might suddenly go into um, raising JV finance and, you know, networking to to meet business partners or something specific. So he said you can hyper niche into your business area. So that was the example he used. So he was just making that up because I'm not specifically doing that at the moment, but I could, um, you know, and you could with your business. So say if you were talking about your business and your experience, then and you were looking to expand you could start talking about um the kind of um profit and revenue you have how your business is going and you know how it's a great investment for somebody who could potentially jv with you and you could talk about the upsides the downsides and all the different aspects of it rob said and it used to be needs to be relevant and useful so then um, he said the next thing is repurposing. So repurposing your Facebook lives, you could create a YouTube video. Um, he said if you talk to people and say hi to them a lot, you might want to get that out because it might seem a bit strange. Um, or a LinkedIn video it needs to be under 10 minutes. And then you could pick out um, excerpts of under a minute or of a minute for Instagram. So you have different lengths of video depending on the platform it's going to be on. And the audio could be a podcast. So you're listening to a podcast. Podcasts are brilliant. But quite often, my podcast will be a Facebook Live as well. And that's really useful because you can embellish and enlarge um, what you're doing. Say, for example, I might do a live and then I might add a bit of extra content just recorded. Um, this one is purely a podcast because the day I went to this event, coming home there was just no internet I wanted to do it on the train it was just a mess so <laughs> my phone was like one of those kids phones that it looks like a phone and it just isn't so it just didn't work <laughs> so that was pretty mental so this time it's purely a podcast but I am actually doing a video as well at the same time I thought it was a bit long for a live although that hasn't stopped me before to be fair and if you do have people watching, engage with them, Rob says. So answer questions that they pose. So I was doing that in Progressive Property the other day. Quite a few people ask questions, which is brilliant because then that means you're serving them and helping them straight away. Um, but also um, people might post comments later and you can engage with them and answer people in the comments later. And that works well with the algorithm. So your post will appear for longer and be shown to more people because that's what Facebook like. So it, he also has his supporters 
um, Facebook supporters. And so he's one of the people who's allowed to do that and charge a small monthly amount for that. And he's also part of the Facebook and um, stars program. So he can offer to do shout outs for people who give him stars. And that's great for businesses. If um, they want to get a bit of promotion, they can give him stars and it helps him um, discover what is good and what engages his audience, which content is good and useful for his followers. So if he doesn't get many stars, um, he thinks perhaps actually that's not so useful for the audience. So it's, he said it's a, a gauge. So I don't think many people have stars yet, but later on they may. So that's a, it's all a moving target, isn't it? Because actually, um, social media changes at such a pace and there's so many experts in it you can find out so much about it so you know get help with it if you don't know how to do it but the simple thing is just to post about what you're doing so the last question because all of those about the um, content um, marketing on social media was my question so that was awesome that was answered and then the final question was from somebody who's quite new in service accommodation asking what would she post on social media more about herself and you know what she was doing and starting to build that up and Rob said basically it's whatever you're doing document it and let people know what you're doing so say if you're setting out and this is your first business your first property get it all out there on the lives you know share it on social media and even if you don't really know what you're doing you could say well today I'm I think I'm actually going to go and view these properties but I'm not sure how it's going to work out and then you could share with people later how it did work out you could talk about mentorship sessions you're going to you could talk about um, guests who are coming um, you could talk about your systems you could talk about anything but as things start progressing and um, you'll start to get a following is what Rob says. And so people will be interested in what you're doing and then they will share in your journey and, and keep following you, which I think is brilliant, actually. And I think that's what I've tried to do with my podcast, really, is to document what we're doing to help people who are starting out in SA. Um, and also you can feel like maybe you're not established enough and you don't know enough but actually you just know what you know. And as Jamie said, there's always somebody behind you who hasn't started yet or just started after you who doesn't know as much. So you're always going to be helping somebody who's behind you. And actually sometimes you can help them more effectively than somebody who's way off madly successful doing millions because they're more detached from what happened at the beginning. They don't remember quite so much the challenges um, certainly if they haven't documented it all from the beginning. But um, actually, if you're just a little bit ahead, then you share in it much more effectively. So uh, that was a great way to round it off, really. And to summarise the podcast at the end, um, you know, he was saying, Rob was, that even if you're starting out, yeah, people will watch you. So just keep posting and just keep letting people know what you're doing and take them with you on your journey. So that was all about the round table at Progressive and it was really fascinating. I think there's a lot of transferable transferable information um, to go towards service accommodation and there were quite a few service accommodation operators there. And some of the key points really are to do with um, you know the money aspect. So make sure you pay yourself but think about how you're structuring your pay and incentivize yourself. Um, think about not trying to do it all yourself so get other people you're always going to be in a team nobody's successful on their own or if they are they just hit a ceiling and they're only successful in a small way because unless you systemize and follow processes and outsource or have a team you're never going to make um, a large difference you're never going to get above fifty thousand. was what jamie york said and next thing, you know, take responsibility for where you are. So in terms of emotions, um, so for Rob going from debt to making millions, how did he cope with that? So he said, take responsibility and don't blame others and own it and have mentors who are successful to help to carry you forward. Um, the next thing was about business. So sharing your vision, Jamie said, with 
your clients and working out what's really important to you and the difference that you want to make. Do you want to just have a great lifestyle with your choices and your freedom? So be financially independent or do you want to build an empire? Do you want to make a legacy and, and really make a difference on the planet? And with your business, so how is that going to work? Yeah, it's going to be brutal in the beginning, but systems, process, and sales and marketing are going to really help it do well. And so Jamie has the method to go from naught to a million in three years with his number of leads that you need. And so your marketing spend, it's all structured a particular way. And um, it was really interesting how it how it starts from a tapered smaller amount and then expands. So that was really interesting. And building your brand. So people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And then we can all do content marketing. So this was um, Rob's part uh, answer to my question. So give a lot of content free and share what you're doing. Share lots of images on all the social media platforms as well as advertising and help other people who are starting out who are behind you. Do it consistently. Don't try and do it perfectly. Just do it regularly, little and often. And sometimes you might get stuck for what what are you going to post? And I do too. But just think about what you do on a daily basis or brainstorm lots of ideas. You can do that. And he said, test out what works well. Oh, something I didn't say is you might have themed things. So on one day you do one thing. Uh, midweek you might do another thing Friday you might do another thing weekends you might have something else entirely so you can have a set pattern that can work really well but try it out times of day and engage with people you know um, engage with their posts and reply to their comments and answer their questions and 80% of the time be talking about your business and niche specifically don't go wider at the moment unless it's um, hyper niching within your niche and repurpose so you don't have to do everything in a linear fashion you can repurpose your lives so you've got videos that are shorter to go into other platforms like Instagram and YouTube as well so get some editing done definitely outsource that and then the next thing is to think about just documenting from the beginning. Don't think you have to be at a certain stage. Just take people on your journey. So that's quite a long one there, but lots of really interesting information on that day. And I really wanted to share that with you. So I hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any comments or questions, please go to the Service Accommodation Secrets community. So the Facebook page or the Facebook group, and we can have a chat about it. Give me any other feedback. And I look forward to... Um, having you listen next time okay take care then guys sharing the secrets of success